Hello and welcome to Plotress. This is Meg. This is Lane. And today we're reviewing The Bromance Book Club by Lissa K. Adams. Um, so this is number one in the Bromance Book Club series and I believe it was published in 2019. Exactly. So it's the first book in a new series. The second one has not even been published yet. Yeah, I think it's coming out this month in March. Mm -hmm. So we read this because Meg recommended it. Well, I recommended it because Lane, as you may remember, is a huge baseball fan. And when I read that this book is a book about romance novels and baseball, I thought, well, this book is for Lane. And spoiler, dear readers, I'm easy. <laughs> this book is for Lane, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had... It's been a while since I feel like we harped on this adjective. This book is so fun. It's really fun. It's this book just, is super fun. I mean, a little bit of a preview. Could have been sexier. It could have been sexier, and but I will give it so much credit for being a book about a marriage in crisis that is fun. Yeah. You get very few of those. Seriously. If so. you have a book about a marriage in crisis, it's usually angst city. There's yeah. very little angst. I mean, there's some, but, but it's... Like, yeah. For a being a marriage in crisis book, yeah. very little angst. Exactly. Um, so, the book jacket. The first rule of book club, you don't talk about book club. Nashville legend second baseman Gavin Scott's marriage is in major league trouble. He's recently discovered a humiliating secret. His wife, Thea, has always faked the big Oh, when he loses his cool at the revelation, it's the final straw on their already strained relationship. Thea asks for a divorce, and Gavin realizes he's let his pride and fear get the better of him. Welcome to the Bromance Book Club. Distraught and desperate, Gavin finds help from an unlikely source, a secret romance book club made up of Nashville's top alpha men. With the help of their current read, a steamy regency titled Courting the Countess, the guys coach Gavin on saving his marriage. But it'll take a lot more than flowery words and grand gestures for this helpless Romeo to find his inner hero and win back the trust of his wife. I mean, that is basically what this book is. Slightly inaccurate. Midgen, but the spirit is right. Exactly. So, as you know, if the book jacket captures the spirit of the book, but is not 100% accurate at all points, we would much prefer it to one that's totally accurate, but doesn't get the spirit across. Agreed. So, how is this inaccurate? First of all, she hasn't always faked her orgasms. Just since they've been married. But they, it used to work fine. Yeah. Um, and also, he doesn't seek out the Bromance Book Club. The Bromance Book Club seeks him out. Yeah. Uh, and finally, the final inaccuracy is that this is not their current read. So not all the men are reading the Courting the Countess. They give it to him specifically to figure out, because it's a marriage in crisis book. Yep. And he's living a marriage in crisis. So they're like, all right, this is this is the book for you. It's so good. I mean, it's it's, really, so good. it's so, really good. Um, as usual, we generated a random number and we will write our own summaries. And this week, our random number was 30. Here's mine. This novel poses one question. What do women want? And answers it by holding up a romance novel and pointing. This is the defense of the romance novel in fiction. Yeah. Okay, so mine. Wouldn't it be great if manuals to being a good partner existed? For sports dudes, they do. Erotica, where lessons about taking your wife seriously are paired with book boners. <laughs> I loved I loved that part about the book. They call it a book boner. And I was like, oh, that's what I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a really great term. It Lisa, is. Lisa K. Adams, that I will now be calling it a book boner. Because... Oh. 
That's what it is. It was so good. Oh, so we we already talked about the trope of the book, which is marriage in crisis. And obviously sports romance is its own genre. Mm-hmm. But taking it a little bit further, she, yes, she's been faking it in bed, but she's also been faking it everywhere else. She's been faking it out of bed as well. That was a little bit of a struggle for me. So Thea and Kevin are young. They're real young. Mm-hmm. They've got twins of indeterminate age. Well, the okay. The twins have to be three or younger. Actually, they can't be three yet because these are the facts that we know in the book. They got married because Thea got pregnant. Mm-hmm. So she was pregnant when they got married. Let's say that she was nine months pregnant. They still were pregnant when they got married. They have been married for three years. Thus, the children must be at least just a day or two younger than three at the most. Mm-hmm. So these kids are two months and 11, I mean, excuse me, two years and 11 months at the most. Probably younger. And they act like they're six. They act like they're five or six. Yeah. So I, I kept going back to be like, wait, how old are these kids? Hence my indeterminate age. Like, yes, we do technically know how old they are, but that's not their behavior. Yeah. And they hooked up when he was in minor league ball right before he went pro and he's a kid phenom and she dropped out of college to have the kids. Yep. So they've been together just over three years because mm-hmm. they had not been together long when Mm-mm. she got pregnant. And so they're what, like 25? At the most. At the most, they're 25. They're probably more like 23 or 24. She is at least. Yeah. I think he might be a smidge He might older, be a little older, but... But not by much. So, mm-hmm. like, this is definitely a full crisis for people in their mid-20s. And that made it more realistic to me. Yeah. You know? But it, it was distracting to me at times. Yes. Because it was so obvious they were 25. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, not, like, not in a bad way. Like, well they're done. supposed to be 25. It's well done. But it, like, took some of the fun out of it for me when I was like, oh, God, I remember being 25. <laughs> <laughs> like, this would have been a crisis for me when yeah. I was 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, we just talked about it. This, this is the modern equivalent of being compromised or ruined and having to get married. They had a shotgun wedding. Because she got knocked up. Because so, she was pregnant. You know, she didn't get caught having sex and had force, but she was pregnant and clearly they had to get married. Yeah. She has a very protective sister. Yes. And they had a rough childhood. Yes. And so, they're, they're very protective of each other. Mm-hmm. Because they had problematic parents which as we know is just a major part of any of the romance genre as having terrible parents but their parents were terrible especially when it came to their love lives yes and the girls did not have a very stable home growing up and so it's part of why they're so inclined to believe the worst of gavin because their dad was never around yes yep so we do want to mention gentleman jackson's get fit workout I'm the reason that we're mentioning it. So why do we have this feature in our reviews? It's because it's only in our reviews when it's pointed out in the text mm-hmm. how this person is ripped. Right. Because it is a given that the the man, the the hero of a romance novel will be extremely muscular, ripped, Cut. hot, whatever word you want to use. They got muscle. You know, and, and it's especially funny in historicals where they're dukes and come on, they're foppish. Yeah, but the duke is they, they're cut because they they ride horses every day, which is hilarious day. because no one gets ripped riding horses every day. Yeah, or they shovel whatever Simon. I mean, Simon Hunt carried beef around. <laughs> you know, like whatever. It's it's fine. So it's 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 funnier when the reason they're ripped is you have no idea. 
like um, Sir Ross, he was ripped because he drank a lot of coffee <laughs> or yes. something. But in this case, like actually, I think many of the modern ones we've read, because I'm thinking Hating Game, the guy was a gym rat. Um, the one with the high heels on the cover. Mm -hmm. That thing about, the thing about love. The thing about love. They're FBI agents who are in the gym all the time. Yeah. And so in this case, it fits that mold. Like, yes. yes, working out gets brought up a lot and his fitness gets brought up a lot. But I, I, the reason that we have the get fit workout for the Major League Baseball player who seems to have it all mm -hmm. is because she literally, literally, when they're making out, is like, oh yeah, I love sports. I love spring training, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so because it gets brought up, that is why we are mentioning it. Yes. She, at some points, is actually mad at him. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, when they're not sleeping together and they're technically broken up and he comes out of the shower wearing nothing but a towel and she's like, why the fuck does my husband have to yeah. be this hot? Exactly. Like, criminal how sexy he is. Basically, yeah. And I'm supposed to, like, be strong and do the emotionally smart thing when... He's that? a god, and there's water running uh -huh. in his cut lines. Yeah, that's, yes, exactly. That's no human woman. That's not fair. Yeah. That's not fair. Which is why we're bringing it up, because it gets pointed out, uh, and it, it gets a thumbs up for me, because I thought it was, it was great. Yes. So, okay. Now we can get really into the book itself. So this book opens with Gavin. On a bender. Alone. Alone, in a hotel room, waking up from the worst night out ever. He drunk himself stupid, and now he's... Vomiting. Yeah. A mess. A, mess, a huge mess. He's still drunk. He's, not, he's still drunk. He's not waking up hungover. He's continuing to drink. Yeah. And his teammates come to get him, and they say, all right, should we let him in on the secret about the book club? And they do. So they bring him back to... A basement. A basement. <laughs> That uh, you want to know the thing too is like my first romance novel was I was babysitting for my cousin's confirmation sponsor, so like her Sunday school teacher yeah. basically, and we put the kids to bed and then we were in the basement watching like Comedy Central and then we opened up the TV console and it was stuffed with Julie Garwood books. Okay. And we were like, ooh. So we started reading them and we're like, what are we reading? And she came home and she's like, oh, you can take some of those if you want. And I was like, whoa. So number one, she's giving us this pornography. <laughs> how, I've never read Julie Gardwood. Like on the scale, how explicit is she? It's explicit. Okay. I mean, we, we should read one. Okay. <laughs> Flash to the past for you. Flashback for me, yeah. But it just reminded me of the whole thing is that cause, because it was in a basement and it's like sort of hidden. Yep. I was like, but not like well hidden. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so true to life. <laughs> yep. Hmm. It was Also, hilarious. later in the book, he's highlighted some of the raunchy <laughs> passages, which Elaine can tell you. If you, that. if you look back at our Instagram, you can see the evidence. Shit ass. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Good question. Oh my god. It's <clears throat> just, it's, I think it's so tongue-in-cheek about romance yes. novels. Yes. And, okay, I could see someone hating this. Because the woke language yeah. all the guys use when talking about romance novels as literature and male toxicity. Yes, you're supposed to believe this sports dude is like, dude, that's like toxic masculinity. Can you stop talking about that? Or whatever. But that is a fantasy. Right. Let's be completely honest. No, and like, it, I laughed out loud when there'd be this diatribe with very like modern mm -hmm. social context language. 
but it was cute. It like it compounded the fun to it me. It was it was really fun. By being it like was really fun. The thought of sports dude yelling about book boners and toxic masculinity. Like it's fun. It's really if fun. If you take it too seriously, you're gonna hate it. Yeah. But I didn't. So, so yes, the premise is super cute. For me, this really was Freud's question, what do women want? Mm -hmm. And the answer is, maybe you should read media made, written by women for women to find out what women want. What a shocker, Lane. I know. Right? I'm going to... I cop to it. I have 100% been one of those people who, when you hear uh, that there are men out there who don't understand how to bring a woman to orgasm. Like, have they read Julie Garwood? I mean, I haven't, but... But if they had, they would at least have an idea of mm -hmm. something else to do. Well, right. One, there are creative ideas and locations. Yeah. But two, they're also as super evidenced, as super evidenced in the text. The conversations they yes. have, the honesty, the yeah, some of the romantic lines, for example. Yes, it's it's not, it's not just, just a sex a, manual. Yes, yes, yes. Although that could, could help a lot of people. Yeah, could help a lot of people. All I'm saying. Uh, so Gavin, and you would think, what's he's very insecure. Yes, he's got a stutter, and it was so cute. It was really cute because <laughs> you would be like, you might think, well, this guy is a major league baseball player. He's really young. He made it. He made it. He made the show. You know? And what does he have to worry about? But I think Lissa K. Adams did a good job of making him human. Yeah. So. I, I didn't, I felt like he was the underdog. Yes. And this is a wealthy, hot, professional athlete. And yeah. I was totally in his insecure headspace. Yeah. So I definitely added to his appeal because I, I'm going to be honest. I'm not a sports romance reader. I don't. Me I think, neither. I think this is the second or third sports romance I've ever read. Maybe I've read five. It's yeah. And part of it is that I, like, I objectively understand why sports people are hot. Yeah. But if they don't, if they're not like real people, I feel like maybe sports people, sports people, athletes, are the modern day Duke, sort of. Yeah, I think for me the bigger problem with sports romance as a concept is the women. Yeah. Because let's, like, functionally, most athletes' wives are professional athletes' wives. Yeah. Like, even if they're not leveraging it, and yes. dealt with really well here. I thought really well like done. she's lost something. She doesn't like that Mrs. Gavin is her identity. Her goal was not to be a baseball, a baseball wife. Right. And... So I think a lot of times, too, it gets into not like the other girls TM. Mm -hmm. Like so often what attracts the athletes to these women, because most of them are about heterosexual pairings, mm -hmm. is that these, this is a girl who can talk sports. This yeah. is a girl who appreciates what yes. I do. And there's just, like not only am I reading about a fantasy in which the woman does give up some of her identity for a man, but I'm reading about it in the context of what makes her special to him is that she already knows a lot about him. Yes. So they don't end up feeling very reciprocal yeah. or sexy. Well, what's nice about this book is that what Gavin loves about Thea is that she loves him despite the fact she that knows he's a baseball player. She knows nothing about baseball, yeah. too. It's hilarious. She's, like, learning about baseball, and she's she's... She's a she's like if I married a baseball guy, I'd be like, yeah, I'll learn about it. I married a guitar guy, so I know a lot about guitars now that I never knew before. But I don't you know take an interest in exactly. what your spouse does. Exactly, but I'm not. It's not like I go out and like I did not learn to play the guitar. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's if I 
I felt for Thea. So I, I totally saw where she was coming from. Right. And like, don't get me wrong. I am the girl who knows yeah. the difference between ex-woba and woba. Okay. I've never. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but I don't. My goal isn't to seduce a baseball player with that. Like, it's my biggest hobby. I, yeah. I actually think I'd hate it if it was my spouse's job because then it wouldn't be fun for me yeah. anymore. Yeah. And so I think that's a lot of what the reasons I've avoided sports romance as a sports person yeah. is so circumvented here. Yes. Yeah. So that was that was really cool. Yes. So then the other thing about this book is that it is it's a meta read. So it's a book about reading a book and there are excerpts from recording the countess there are literal excerpts from the book it's so bad but and then he also uses the excerpts word for word verbatim he uses dialogue from the book i hated this and loved it at the same oh this was so i got a text from lane saying really he's using the dialogue from the book and i said just wait (laughs) because he gets totally called on it it was important to me i didn't want it to be romantic yes i thought it was really disturbing actually not like she should divorce him over it disturbing but like i didn't like that he was regurgitating these cheesy lines in mm-hmm. these other contexts mm-hmm. and the fact that it wasn't given a pass. It was not given a pass. It was called out. It was explained why there was a problem. So even if, so I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was cute mm-hmm. that he was doing that. But I also, I did appreciate that it was called out. Yes. So it was good. Uh, so all of that said, I think the structure of the book is you're su- you are reading it, you know you're reading a book. In the book, they know that they're in a book, sort of. So that, to me, that was the, I don't even know if I want to say it was an issue because I liked it. Mm-hmm. But it was, could have been a, a little bit too on the nose. Yes. So basically, they're doing something and he said, oh, I tried to do this. And they said, dude, you're in... Uh, you're in the you're in the middle of the plot. You can't use something from the end of the plot. So this was book as metaphor for book, which similar to the overly woke dialogue, something that could really annoy you. But if you just lean into, yeah. it's part of the shtick. Yeah, you have to lean in. It's a great th- it's a great time. So my favorite part of how this played out was he gets a book boner, <laughs> and he calls his friend. He's like, dude. Or maybe text him. And he's like, dude, what is this book? I had no idea it was going to get, like, explicit. And he's like, oh, are you 50% Are you fifty through the book? And I was like, oh, my God. Like, that, it, it's so true. Like, that's what happens. Yep. 50% through the book. That's when it gets explicit. And then I was like, wait a minute. And I checked on my Kindle to see what percentage I was at of the book I was reading. And it was 56%. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. And then the and next like, scene. And yep. Yeah. So it was, I mean, it was great. Yeah, it was very tongue-in-cheek. The only thing I didn't like about this book plot-wise is the kids. Mm-hmm. Like, we mentioned that they were preternaturally mature. They were also really annoying yeah i mean look they're they are again at most three years old let's say three years old they're not three but let's give her the benefit of the doubt and say they're three years old these kids are in a school play you are not in a school play at three years old i'm sorry i don't care what kind of money it like maybe you do have major league baseball money and you're paying for a super expensive private daycare they are still not putting those kids in a play also this is, I know too much about baseball. 
In the first couple of years that anybody's pro in the major leagues, they're under team control. So they've got years, like Aaron Judge, the year he came up and hit over 50 home runs, made half a million dollars. And half a million dollars isn't nothing, but it's also not the big money that he'll make later in his career. Like, she's a stay-at-home mom. He makes good money. I'm sure they have a lovely house, but it's not like they're loaded yet. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, the kids were the weakest point of the book, just because they didn't add much they didn't add much they were used as plot devices because gavin would sort of leverage the guilt to get her to go out with him well and then there was also like moments where the kids were really sick and that's what they had to partner to help fix Mm -hmm. like they were plot devices they 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 did not have characters on their own yeah so and and i mean for anyone who has kids for anyone who has kids Mm -hmm. You are just not going to believe that this is what three-year-olds are like. Like, no, no, no. Like, there are some people you can say, well, maybe they're mature for their age. Even if you're a mature three-year-old, you are not acting like these kids act. So basically, to give away a little bit of the plot, Gavin convinces Thea to, like, try to make it work for a month before they file for divorce. I would actually like this book better if they'd stuck the kids on a plane to grandma and grandpa's. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, rather than have the kids living in the house with them while they work through this conflict. Yeah. The kids are there. We know they're great parents. Like, I'm not saying they should just be written out of the text, but having them there added nothing except, uh, as you said, a plot device. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Um, offensiveness. There's nothing offensive about this book, except for Lane is weird. Okay. <laughs> I texted Meg this. She texted me this, and I was like, oh, my God, seriously, you woke me up at 11. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yes, I have kids. Also, turn your phone on silent. It's not my fault that you can hear a dinger. <laughs> okay. And did I, was it really? I thought it was the middle of the day. I don't remember. I'm just being stupid. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't think she actually woke me up. I don't think it was middle of the night either. I mostly no. read this book during the day. Um, as in on my lunch break. <laughs> I think I was texting you from work. <laughs> so they go to this really nice steak restaurant because Gavin is like, Thea loves steak. And it's it's he wants to take her out on a date and he wants to wow her and he does a great job. He goes they do an activity before that's really right up her alley. She has a fam- fabulous time. They go to a restaurant he knows she's gonna love and they're reading over and looking at these steaks and he orders like a Chardonnay. They got a bottle of Chardonnay in a steak restaurant. <laughs> no, under no circumstances. <laughs> I was so upset by this. I was like, she was no, like really upset. No snake snobs, steak snobs in a steak restaurant planning on ordering steak are starting off with a light buttery Chardonnay. <laughs> but guys, if that is what offended us about this book. It was just, I couldn't let it pass without comment. You know that there's nothing offensive about this book. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's Chardonnay is offensive to me. <laughs> just anywhere. It doesn't even matter if it's in a steak restaurant. Right. But the fact of the context of the Chardonnay, wrong. <laughs> okay. How sexy was this book? It should have been sexier. Look, they were reading a hot historical romance. That was so tongue in cheek. Yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah. They should have had hot historical sex. And they did not. So there's really only two sex scenes. And the first one is emotional and bad. Mm-hmm. And it's like plot related. She jumps him out of desperation. 
and like emotional confusion and he spends the whole time trying to talk her into having an orgasm not with sexy words but being like come on you can do it yeah and he's it like was, he's coaching her he's was coaching her it was so very it was like very athlete but like not sexy not sexy not sexy in any way and then when they finally have the big makeup sex it was fine it was fine i mean it was it was sexy but like yeah pg-13 yeah but also i will say okay in three years of marriage, he's never gone down on her. He's never fingered her. In three years of marriage. And I was like, yeah, I also would ask for a divorce. Like, I'm sorry, Gavin, but no. How up your own ass are you? Mm-hmm. Ugh, I, I think I missed that. Uh, I don't know how you could, don't, because don't you remember he was like reading the historical and he was like, ooh, this guy, this this Earl is going down on her. I have never done that before. And I was like, whoa! <laughs> Hold on there, cowboy. I was like, Gavin, <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> and they make it out that the problem isn't that she's not having orgasms so much as that he hasn't even realized she's not having orgasms. And it's just like, oh my God, talk to each other. Uh, yeah. I anyway, mean, I really liked this, but yeah. it was just... No, no, no. Just, I really liked it. For as much as sex was a part of the conflict... I wanted the big sexy payoff to be a big yeah. sexy payoff. Yeah. And I, th what made me believe it is how young they were. That's the thing. If they were 30 years old, I would have been like, no, you dump that ass and get out of there, you know? Mm -hmm. But if he's 25 years old. And a hotshot ball player. You know, then I, I, can, I can understand the communication issues. Uh, I can understand the sex issues. Yeah, I just, if this book is going to be about sex issues and about mm -hmm. reading romance novels to get over your sex issues, I want some, like, X-rated resolution. Yeah, yeah, no. That's I, all. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, when sex exists, it's a real vital part of the plot and often isn't even that sexy. Yes. So where's my big sexy payoff? Yeah, we wanted the, we wanted the big sexy payoff. I don't know what else to call it. Yeah. And I also wanted it to be a little hotter, like, throughout. Yes. There was a lot of romancing her, and I get it. Like, that was the plot. They'd fallen apart. Their marriage was in shambles. He needed to show her, basically, he could be a good boyfriend again. But I wanted him to see her as hot and sexy. Yeah, like, I wanted... There was a lot of, a lot of female gaze, but part of the female gaze is he's looking at you and you look like shit, and he still thinks you're hot. Like, that's what I wanted, and I didn't get it. But I also wanted, like... A couple of moments where they were in totally lost in the moment, mm -hmm. like totally all over each other. Like neither of them were sticking to the plan because they were just so hot and bothered. There was a lot of both of them resisting yeah. in those moments, but not a whole lot of whoops, we're making out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wanted more whoops, we're making out. Yeah. It wouldn't have worked with the plot. I recognize this. I, yeah, 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 yeah. And the, the book was good. This was a really fun, really enjoyable book. I think it works really well mm -hmm. for an experienced romance reader. Yes. Which you we know. definitely are. <laughs> like, basically, part-time job. <laughs> reading romance novels. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I, I think it's, it's what you like about a romance novel acknowledged in the romance novel. So, of course, you love it. Yep. You know, it, it's good. I, I had a really fun time with this one. It's so fun. Really so, fun book. Really, really recommend it. Yeah. Highly recommend it. It's a sports romance that works for non-sports romance people. I really don't think being a baseball fan added anything to my reading experience. What did you... Did you like the part where I... 
So there were certain parts of the book where I thought it, most of the time, I, so I do read books and I do think, oh, I wonder how Lane will react to this. But I, we both because think about each other Of course we have lot, to, yeah. like we do. <laughs> of course we do. But, um... <laughs> Meg's gonna, like, make, oh, independent woman with her own money. Meg, did you recommend this? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Uh, but, um, there was a part in the book where there's a confrontation between two of the players, the wags, wives and girlfriends. So between Thea and one of the other wags. Mm -hmm. And the other one is like, you don't even know what, uh, whatever you just said. Give me a baseball term. Double switch. Yeah. She's like, you don't even know what a double switch is. And she's like, well, all, she's like, well, what I know is that you wouldn't even have been in the playoffs if it weren't for Gavin. And I was like, well, that was, I like really liked it. It was fine. I think it was honestly the one part that wasn't super subversive. The idea of these like catty, catty wives. Yes. Yeah. I think that's true. With the exception of her artsy friends. Yeah. Who were contrasted to the sports yeah. fake friends with one exception. Well, she did. She At least she did have a friend. She did. Well, in the wags. But I just, it was, I didn't think anything of it. Like it was the one part of the book that I was like, I don't really. Aw. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. But anyway, I liked that she was defending him. Yeah. I liked basically. that she was defending him. I just didn't love women being reduced to fighting about their, like the deservedness of their male. This, this is true. People. This is true. But. I, I said this recently, but I do think romance novels give women as a class more depth. Yes. So if this were a different, if this were a contemporary, not a contemporary, this were a women's fiction, mm -hmm. I think that there would have been much more emphasis on the competition between the, yes. the wags. And the fact is that here it was a very minor part of the plot, mm -hmm. and so I could enjoy it. And they even did a little bit of lip service to giving the villain a little more depth, that like she was only yep. lashing out because her own marriage was in crisis and blah, blah, blah. So, mm -hmm. And I actually wouldn't be surprised if she ends up like the hero Being of the next one book. Of the, uh -huh. yep. Well, it won't be the next book. The next book is about the sister. Well, but like the hero of one of the books. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her husband? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll see. Well, the next one is about Mac. That was so obvious. Talk about sister. not oh, subtle foreshadowing. So, I'm sorry. We just talked about Lillian and Westcliff. <laughs> oh, no. I wonder if the animosity is hiding something. Can you please, can you hear the sarcasm? Because obviously it is. Same thing with Mac and her sister. Yeah, her sister at one point comes in, sees all the men on the couch. Mac's jaw's on the floor. He's like, this is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen, blah, blah, blah. And she just goes downstairs to get food. Yeah. She's like so disinterested and everyone, everyone articulates. Oh. That's the first time I've ever seen a woman walk away from Mac. And yeah. It's like, All right. I wonder who the next couple will be. I'm still going to read the shit out of that book. Why do we think Mac is in the bromance book club? I don't know. What is Mac? Is he, he's a, he's a baseball like, player. No, he's a what local is he? entrepreneur, like club okay. owner. See, you need to tell me this. I, <laughs> you read the book. <laughs> tell you. Shut up. <laughs> I don't know why he's in there. I don't know, but he... Because he's, he's not the one, married. He's not married. Doesn't have kids. No, but he's the one who knows the most um, feminist vocabulary. Yes. He's the one that knows the most. So maybe he is the... I think he was the genesis. Fanfic. Fanfic time. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I think he was the genesis because he was friends with someone who was having problems in his relationship. And he's like, well, have you read a... But then the guy said, what do women want? He said, have you read media by women for women? Let's check it out. Maybe your problem is toxic masculinity. But he's also kind of the most stereotypically asshole-ish. Yeah. 
But he's asshole to the men, not to the women. But like, crashing the date wasn't exactly nice to either of them. No, no, it wasn't. So but... it's weird how nosy he is. Like, there's, I'm excited for there to get more depth as to what he's doing in yeah. this situation. So apparently, the next book is romantic suspense. Is the subgenre there? What? Into. Uh huh. That doesn't sound cute. It'll be cute. Okay. But it's romantic suspense. All right. Just letting you know. Do you think it'll be sexier? Uh, no. But we'll find out. As always, thank you so much for listening. We really enjoy the podcast. If you enjoy listening, we would love it if you could rate, review, and subscribe.